On every corner you saw him carrying the banner, bringing you the news for a penny of paper. Poor orphans and runaways, the Newsies were a ragged army without a leader. Until one day, all that changed. Hey, cassettes, and welcome back to the Black Case Diaries. Hey. Oh my God. It's I'm been back. so long. Yeah. It always feels that way now. We're three old newsies learning everything we can about movies and TV and hopefully teaching you in the process. I'm Robin. I'm Marcy. And I'm Adam. That's right, guys. <sighs> yeah. It's our newsies episode. Oh, this has been a long time coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we've talked about this movie. Yeah. We have. We've mentioned newsies. We, were, mm-hmm. we did an episode on Kenny Ortega and we talked about newsies then. Yeah. But mm. this is an episode all about newsies, the movie. All about it. The yes. 1992 flop. Yes, not the what? Broadway musical. Not the critically acclaimed Broadway musical. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Which is based on this one. Yeah. Well, now that Animation April has come to an end, we've decided to launch right into Musical May. <laughs> Woo! This week, we're revisiting a movie that we've mentioned before, but this time, we're going to give you the whole scoop. <laughs> <laughs> it's Newsies! <laughs> Back in the early 90s, Walt Disney Studios produced one of its most ambitious flops, an original live-action musical movie about the historical newsboy strike of 1899. Newsies featured songs by Alan Menken of Broadway and Disney film fame, a cast of well-known actors like Robert Duvall and Margaret and Christian Bale, and hundreds of dancing teenagers and young adults all decked out in turn-of-the-century clothing. After its disastrous showing at the box office, the musical was seemingly forgotten, Except, of course, for the fact that it gained a small but mighty cult following. Yes, Yay. certainly. And we have it. We have the cult president here. Yes, right here amongst us. <laughs> and we can all cons- consult if need be. So, extra, extra, hear all about it. It's time to talk about newsies. Yeah. Extra, extra. Yes. Newsies. Are oh you guys gosh. excited to finally talk about this movie? Yes. Yes, I'm yes. actually very interested in learning about this movie because... It's one of those movies that Robin obviously introduced to me um, in in such a way where she, where she was like, you've got to watch Newsies. Like, it was like, not you don't even have a an choice option. Adam. Exactly. And obviously, it's great. Yeah. And it was really funny to see young Christian Bale in it and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know hardly anything about it other than like, yeah, it's about the Newsboy strike and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a fun musical. But do you musical. know anything about the Newsboy strike? Yeah, not a lot. <laughs> You're so, about to learn a whole bunch see, of Good, I'm yeah. excited for this. I know I learn something new every time I watch the movie because there's so many little intricacies uh-huh. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I had these Disney cassette tapes that have vanished into obscurity because I cannot find them anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. But <laughs> on the tapes, I had songs from like all different Disney movies and it had the song Seize the Day on it. And I would plug it in to my parents' stereo, and I would listen to this song over and over again. I'd listen to the tape, and I'd rewind it. I was obsessed with this song. Mm -hmm. And my sister, Rachel, was like, let's find out what movie it's from. And she found out it was from Newsies, and so she got it from the library, and she brought it home. And I remember I watched it while stuffing newspapers in the Uh, basement because we had paper out. Yeah. Oh, how fitting. Yeah, I know. And... Talk about life changing. It did. Uh, it changed yeah. my life. This movie changed my life. I just loved everything about it. And so I watched it 
over and over and over again. And eventually my mom had to bring it back to the library. <laughs> and then I was like, I want to know everything about the movie and everything. Research. About- and then now you had the internet. So, yes. so I, sat, I spent an entire summer <laughs> just sitting at the computer Googling Newsies. Everything about Newsies, everything about the actors. My sister Becky had this great joke where she was like, you know what, Robin? This is what it was like. (laughs) We would be sitting at the kitchen table and you would say, hey, Becky, remember that one time we watched that one movie and there was that one character? He was a waiter and he said, here's your water, sir. Yeah, that was Racetrack from Newsies. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And you can still do that well, to this day. I think she, she still has done that yes. to us. Oh yes, Mrs. M- the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, he's in. Guess he's what? In, yeah, yeah. I I like told people about it at school. They all looked at me like I was insane. <laughs> no one had heard of this movie. I went to a slumber party. I brought the CD to yeah. the slumber party. I made the girls listen to it. Probably the last slumber party I've ever been to. Yeah. Because oh. this oh, was a time. Gosh. This is a time when there weren't that many movies coming out. Like, and there yeah. weren't. Right. Like, I mean. Less you would frequent. know yes. mostly what movies were coming out and, at the time. And you had to go to the theater and see a movie to yes. know what movies were coming. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of became, it's kind of what we do on the show now is we yeah. look up all the stuff about movies and it started with Newsies. Yep. Do you have anything to say about Newsies? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised I didn't watch it sooner than when I did. <laughs> when did you watch it? I don't it? remember. I, I'm sure you showed it to me, but I feel like I mean, it was I know, later. I know I did. I mean, it had to have been. I feel like it was later than your initial obsession with it. But, oh, my gosh. I mean, it's just so good. All the mm-hmm. music, it just gets in your head. Yeah. <laughs> So because Newsies is based on a true story, let's talk about what happened during the real strike of 1899. Mm. Back at the turn of the century, the only way to stay up to date was to read the newspaper. And the quickest way to get a newspaper was to buy it from a salesperson called a Newsie. Newsies lined the streets, calling out to customers, coming up with exciting ways to get a buyer's attention. Some would get up at dawn and buy the papers hot off the presses, studying the headlines for creative angles. Others would pick up the afternoon edition to sell it after school. When news was slow, the newsies got creative. They would put on performances, lie about illnesses, and would even pretend to not have change for their customers. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, snap. The news organizations charged the newsies five cents for 10 papers. But during the Spanish-American War, many outlets raised that price to six cents in order to cover the costs of expensive correspondence. Newspapers were releasing several editions every day, forcing the newsies to work around the clock to cover the updates. War meant great business for the newsies, so when it was over, the extra cent proved to be a pretty big cost issue. Gosh, man. It's so odd to think about. Yeah. The one cent (laughs) making a difference, you know? Two for a penny if I take too many weasel. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to. (sighs) After the Spanish-American War had ended, most newspapers lowered their price back to five cents for ten papers, except for the two biggest, the New York World, owned by Joseph Pulitzer, and the New York Journal, owned by William Randolph Hearst. This created general unrest amongst the newsies. One event in Long Island City was the catalyst for the strike. The newsies discovered that the man selling them their newspapers from his cart was not giving them all the papers they had purchased. The Newsies became angry and tipped his wagon. Shortly after, they began organizing and formed a union. 
So this is all stuff that's actually kind of in the movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The movie, what they did was they kind of condensed everything to make it a little more, like, easier to watch. Yeah, palatable. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you know, they kind of hint at Wiesel, Weasel, whoever. He's the guy that sells them their papers, and they hint at him not giving them all the papers that they're paying Mm -hmm. for. Hey, 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 come on, come on. You got your papers, now beat it. I've paid for 20, I only got 19. Are you accusing me of lying, kid? No, I just want my papers. He said beat it. And then right after that, we see like the price hike, and everyone gets angry, and then yep. they immediately strike mm-hmm. after the price hike, which is not what happened in mm-hmm. real life. Yep. Because each newsie was an independent contractor and not an employee of the newspaper, the news organizations didn't expect them to form a union, especially not one organized enough to go on strike all over New York City. And there were lots of newsies, probably, I think probably about 10,000 or so at the time. Jeez, oh man. Wow. So the idea that they would be able to bind together and and actually form, it was like no one thought that that could actually happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hearst and Pulitzer attempted to conduct business as usual. They hired people to replace the disgruntled newsies and paid the police to break up any disturbances. But as word spread of the strike, many prominent figures in politics and entertainment spoke up in favor of the kids. At the height of the strike, the Newsies held a meeting in New Irving Hall. Comedians and politicians were in attendance, as well as about 3,000 Newsies. So 3,000 Newsies were on the inside, and about 2,000 were on the outside. Mm -hmm. Their leader, a newsboy named Kid Blink, even spoke out about not fighting the scabs that were taking their place. This sparked rumors that Pulitzer might have bribed him into calling the Newsies off, a plot line that is explored in the movie. Interesting. Yeah, so in the movie, we have the the leader. His mm-hmm. name's Jack Kelly. It's not mm-hmm. Kid Blink in the movie. Nope. Though, though Kid Blink is a character in the movie, yeah. so they did honor him by putting him in the movie. But So Jack Kelly is the leader of the strike in the movie, and you know Pulitzer kind of bribes him. He's like, dude, I'm going to give you money and mm-hmm. clothes if you just, you know, yep. tell, stop them, this. tell them to stop. Yeah. And so that's a big part of the movie, and that's something that people kind of speculate might have actually happened. In the end, the Newsies won. While Hearst and Pulitzer did not lower the price of the papers back to five cents, they did allow the newsboys to sell their remaining papers back to the newspaper at the end of the day. So they no longer had to eat the cost of the unsold newspapers. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's a yeah. big deal. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's actually a better deal than them than yeah. just getting lowering the, one the price. Cent back. Yeah. 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 Because now it, it was if you didn't sell your papers, you at least got your money back. Mm-hmm. Instead of you didn't sell your papers, well, now you're sucks to suck. I guess. <laughs> now you're in a yeah. hole instead of yeah. Uh, nobody. Not only like will no one buy yesterday's paper. Yeah. At this point in time, we were printing multiple editions a day, so yeah. it was yeah. like at that point, if you didn't sell during that time frame, yeah. it was yep. over. Yeah. yeah. Although other newsboy strikes occurred later on, none of them were as organized and successful as the strike of 1899, when the children of New York defeated the two most powerful men in the city. Yeah. That is crazy. It sounds like a movie. It does. <laughs> Whoa. It does. It's so weird. But it's so super IRL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it really happened. Yeah. And that's it was such an interesting thing. There are little bits, little things that happened in the movie that, you know, were pretty historically accurate. The movie mm-hmm. itself, obviously, there are parts that are not very yeah. accurate, but generally speaking, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty true to what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 
feel like it's the the best kind of one where it gets you interested in it enough that you research yeah what actually yeah. happened and, yeah and you find out that it's not that far from what was in the movie and that's the best the mm-hmm. the best kind of mm-hmm. all right well now how about let's talk about the movie and the making of that Ooh. oh my gosh I know. We never do this. No, yeah. This is a brand new, guys. Yeah, a brand new segment. Yes. It's called the rest of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) The screenplay for Newsies was written by a married couple, Bob Zudiker and Noni White. The pair have written many successful screenplays together, including Tarzan and Anastasia. Right? Oh, dang. Hits. Hits. Bangers. Yeah. Heck yeah. They first got the idea for the screenplay when Bob saw something about the strike mentioned in a New York Times article. He brought the idea to Noni, who thought it sounded like the quintessential David and Goliath story. Yes. It was just yeah. like this little paragraph. Yeah. Just mentioned it. Oh. He was like, wow. oh, man. that's a really cool story. Oh. Funny that it's in the New York Times. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which which it's funny because they bring that David and Goliath thing up in the movie because Mm -hmm. Denton, you know, says, because one of the main characters is David and he, you know, he's like, oh, you're David and you're going against a Goliath. Goliath. Yeah. (laughs) Because Bob is a history buff, he wanted to make sure that they got information from primary sources. So the couple would spend hours poring over copies of newspapers from the Library of Congress. They also looked into the telegram sent between Pulitzer and Don Carlos Seats, the newspaper owner's right-hand man. It was correspondence like this that proved collusion between papers to squash the story of the strike, a minor subplot mentioned in the film. Ooh. Yes. Conspiracy. In, yes. In the movie, you yeah. know, the newsies are kind of getting a little attention and yeah. they meet Denton, who is a, a reporter. Yeah. And he wants to cover the newsies. But at some point in the movie, Denton says, I can't cover you anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed. Mm-hmm. Bob and Noni first wrote the screenplay as a spec script. It was a dramatic script that wasn't meant for Disney specifically. In the original version, the main character's love interest was a female newsie that lived in a house of ill repute with her aunt. Once Disney bought the script, the screenwriters knew that this would be changed. Disney bought it and they said, well, say goodbye. Yeah. (laughs) This this girl has to have a respectable family. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Pretty much. Basically, he his love interest was a fellow newsie named Charlie because there were girl newsies. They did Mm -hmm. exist. Yes. Not in this movie. There weren't as many of them. But but yes, they, they existed. Yeah, they were. They did exist. And so in, in the original screenplay, that's who his love interest was. Mm-hmm. And her aunt, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. a house of ill repute is exactly what they said. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so, you know, that's what her, her aunt did. And they completely like scrubbed that from the script mm. and they replaced the aunt and that whole subplot with gotcha. Meta, Meta. I was thinking the vaudeville mm-hmm. actress and owner or whatever. Mm. Yeah. The script was constantly changing, causing continuity issues and making life difficult for the songwriters. The original ending of the movie, which had the main character leave New York on a train to Santa Fe, was scrapped because of budget issues. Jack Kelly is supposed to leave at the end of the movie Uh and go to Santa Fe. But instead, Teddy Roosevelt. But instead, 
some guy that looks like Teddy Roosevelt oh, yeah. shows up, <laughs> and they ride in a circle, and um, that's the end of that's that. That's fun. Yeah. When director Kenny Ortega read the script for Newsies, he connected with the story. Ortega had been working in the film industry for several years as a choreographer, but this was his first time as a director. It wasn't until he was connected to the project that Newsies became a musical. Yes. Everything fell into place. Yeah. Everything changed. When Kenny Ortega attacked. I couldn't think of it. With some hot choreo. From the beginning, Newsies was fighting an uphill battle. Live-action musicals weren't popular in the early 90s, and Disney executives were hopeful that this could revitalize the genre. The film only had a budget of $15 million and a tight filming schedule. This filming schedule was so tight that even (sighs) when they noticed mistakes, they could Uh, not fix them. So there are a lot of bloopers in this movie. If you pay attention, <laughs> uh, there's a scene where a kid, I think Boots, is ringing a bell and he's okay. wearing a digital watch. Oh, in 1899. Snap. Yeah. He, wow, he time traveled. He's a time traveler. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Despite these issues, the young cast members in Newsies had a great time on set. Ortega made sure that the filming environment was fun and positive for the kids. The cast would often play pranks on Ortega throughout filming, like squirting him with water guns and filling his trailer with newspapers. <laughs> the set often had visitors, too, like Mickey and Minnie Mouse and studio exec Jeffrey Katzenberg. Famed dancer Gene Kelly even visited the set. Yeah, and like the kids would talk about how, I mean, filming this was really fun. Like, Mm -hmm. they had a great time making this movie. And, you know, Jeffrey Katzenberg was a huge deal at Disney Mm. at the time. And, you know, everybody was really hoping this would do super well. That was like, that was really They were like, this is our jumping off point. It seems like the vibe. Everyone was rooting for this movie. He could have given them some um, more money. Yeah, the money might have helped. The time. Yeah, Yeah. money, you know, like a maybe a looser filming schedule. Yeah. 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 Newsies was mostly filmed on the Universal Studios backlot. It was the first film shot on newly rebuilt New York City street set, complete with real cobblestone. Yeah, this set was not yeah. built for Newsies. Mm. This uh-huh. set was just a set that they had, but then it burnt down in a fire and they rebuilt it and Newsies was filmed on it and then many others after. Nice. Production designer William Sandell and his team recreated the living quarters of the Newsboys including the cramped housing that many New Yorkers called home at the time. And to be honest, like you see some videos online, it's like, oh, here's this New York apartment that's like one bedroom and a bathroom for $7 million a month. (laughs) It's like, you're kidding me. Costume designer May Ruth made sure to dress the boys in realistic period clothing, especially their shoes. The production company bought boots from Stacy Adams, a shoe company that made the cast custom boots designed exactly as they were in 1899. Hey. Yeah. That's cool. No Ugg boots here. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Digital watches are fine, but <laughs> no. the boots. The boots. The boots are on point. Yes. yes. Boots are perfect. <laughs> One of the most eye-catching parts of Newsies is the dancing, especially from the ensemble cast. 
Peggy Holmes was the choreographer tasked with training the large cast of young kids how to dance. This proved especially challenging for the two leads, Christian Bale and David Moscow, who had never been in a musical and didn't have any dancing experience. The cast trained for months to prepare for the musical numbers, especially the opening numbers that included almost the entire cast. Man. Yeah. This the dancing in this movie is so good. Yeah. It's incredible mm-hmm. how good the dancing is. Not like from the main characters. I'm talking about like yeah, as a whole. The background. In general. Yeah, yeah like the ensemble. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you can tell that they know it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because every like image of Newsies, the mm-hmm. cover of the DVD and Blu-ray, the posters, yeah. Yeah. the advertising for the play, all of it is always just images mid-dance. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, here's a kid with a newspaper. Ah, extra, extra. Yeah. They're in the middle of dancing. Yeah. They're like, this is a dance music. Holmes had choreographed dances in many films like Hocus Pocus and Father of the Bride Part 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. When Kenny Ortega selected the leads for Newsies, he chose an up-and-coming child actor, Christian Bale, to play Jack Kelly. Yeah. 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 Christian Bale was not an unknown actor at the time, mm-hmm. but he wasn't like a household. He wasn't yet. the yeah. Christian Bale. Yeah. 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 But he he had been in quite a few movies as a kid. Mm-hmm. Bale had already been in several films, as you said, including Empire of the Sun, directed by Steven Spielberg. Hello. Yo. He is a Welsh-born English actor. Just before filming on Newsies began, he had difficulty securing his visa. Apparently, Spielberg stepped in and helped the young actor get his visa so he could film. <laughs> Spielberg is Hollywood. I mean, I mean I w- yeah. Bale was very nervous about being in a musical, and he was reluctant to tell people about the role. The production brought in Madonna's vocal coach to help out the two leads with their singing. Because Bale didn't enjoy a lot of rehearsal, Peggy Holmes would meet with him right before the shoots to go over dance moves with him. I mean, mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. <laughs> fresh remembering. <laughs> yeah, he, hopefully. I guess, does. he likes spontaneity. Yep. Uh, so he doesn't like a lot of rehearsal. Yeah. And with dance and singing, that is not good. Yeah. <laughs> you notice he hasn't been in any musicals since. Yeah. So. Yeah. He <laughs> tried it. Unless you count that one scene in American Psycho. Mm. Right. Anyway. Right. <laughs> the other young lead in Newsies was David Moscow as Davy. Moscow later said that he felt bad for the people who had to teach him how to dance and sing. <laughs> yeah. Poor kid. Well, you you ended up doing a great job, so it's all worth it. Before Newsies, Moscow appeared in Big as young Josh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, snap. Wow, I didn't realize. He rehearsed six days a week to prepare for filming, and he had difficulty with the dancing. If you notice, if you watch the movie, you'll notice the two leads do not dance very much. David (laughs) does not dance barely at all (laughs) in this movie. For the villainous Joseph Pulitzer, Kenny Ortega's first choice was Robert Duvall. Duvall was hesitant to be in the film, but ultimately Ortega convinced him. Yay! Robert Duvall is a high-profile actor that's played many different characters and appeared in the Godfather films. Yeah, among Mm -hmm. so many things. Yeah. Yeah. The film paints Joseph Pulitzer in a negative light. 
portraying him as the villain of the story. The screenwriters explained in an interview that Pulitzer was more complex and wasn't necessarily evil. They believed that if the Newsies hadn't been holding up his business, he would have supported them. Yeah, they were like, if literally it had been any other business, mm-hmm. he would have been like, yeah, of course. But yeah. because it was his business, he couldn't. Th- he had to squash a story yeah. and try to, yeah. you know, fight, you know. But they that's the thing. They were like, he really wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't as bad as he is in the movie mm-hmm. where he's just yeah. kind of looming over everything and right. being very, like, cartoony villain. <laughs> Even though yeah. he was super yeah. rich. Yeah, and that's the thing that they really push in the movie, too, is that these kids are orphans and they're, they don't have places to live. Pulitzer is surrounded in wealth and opulence, you know, and they just show that contrast all the time in the movie. Yeah. Bill Pullman played Denton, the reporter that helps the Newsies spread the word about their strike. Pullman had already starred in Spaceballs before Newsies. This was four years before he would become a household name for his role in Independence Day. Yeah. Yeah. He was a rising star. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Honestly, I'm surprised Spaceballs didn't get him more notoriety, well, man. Yeah. I, I feel like Spaceballs is one of those movies that was like, more people were fond of it like, kind of like a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know yeah. that's true. More yeah. of a cult classic kind of. Kind of. It yes. was more successful Maybe. than your average cult classic. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. obviously more successful than like a Newsies, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but the popularity was still delayed, I feel like. Yeah. Of course, Newsies wouldn't be the cult classic that it is without its iconic music. Some would say forgettable, but I say iconic. The score was composed by J.A.C. Redford, who has scored various TV shows and films. He also worked as an orchestrator in films like Avatar, so he's been in the business a while. Nice. When Alan Menken was asked to write the songs for Newsies, he had just finished working on Beating the Beast. His longtime songwriting partner, Howard Ashman, was ill and passed away the day before Mankin was scheduled to start working on Newsies. Oh, man. Yeah. Had he not been sick, he would have written the songs with Howard Ashman, for sure. Right. They were they were a duo. They were partners. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and, and I, I, my understanding is that he planned on doing it with him, but he was too sick. Wow. And then he passed oh, away. Oh, that's a bummer. Mankin reportedly flew to California to write music with Jack Feldman, the lyricist for Newsies, then had to fly back to attend the funeral for his friend and writing partner before returning to work. Oh, that sounds like a rough week. Yes. Yeah. That's a rough time. It's yeah. really hard. And I, writing songs for the movie was hard enough, and having to deal with mm-hmm. that great loss at the same time yeah. was very difficult. Ugh. I can't imagine how hard that would be. Yeah. Jack Feldman is a composer and lyricist best known for writing the hit song, Copacabana with Barry Manilow. Wow. Her name was Lola. Mankin and Feldman had a difficult time writing for Newsies. The constant script changes meant that the songs had to be continuously rewritten or cut from the movie. Some songs were written in very short periods of time, and the songwriters did their best to make sure the songs fit into the story. They would have a song... And then they'd change the script, and the song didn't make sense anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> and they'd have to get rid of it, or it would be out of context. Oh. Dude. I can't imagine how frustrating this would be. Yes. If they had the time, it would be so great to hear those songs. Like, yeah. pr- just produce them. Obviously, you don't have to do, like, yeah. Yeah. you don't have to film anything. Just produce the song and have mm-hmm. somebody sing it. It'd be really cool. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to talk about each song. 
yeah. as we go down here in the movie. And we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in the movie. So if you have not seen the Uzis, don't worry. We'll explain. Yeah. yeah. It's not complicated. No. The first song in the movie is called Carrying the Banner, and it's sung by the entire Newsies ensemble. Carrying the Banner is the first song that we hear in the film. It introduces us to the Newsies and how they live. Not only does this song set up exposition, it showcases the dancing and singing talent of the ensemble cast. To many people, this is the best song in the movie, and it feels the most like a Broadway number. This is the most Broadway song yeah. in the movie. They pro- somebody probably watched this movie and was like, okay, now we need a Broadway of this. Yeah, like, this has this to. Is, yes. yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's that opening, you know? It's, yes. It's the thing that's like, okay, I'll watch the rest. During this song, the audience meets David and Les, two new newsies that need the help of the main character, Jack, to sell their papers. Carrying the banner took weeks to put together between learning the dance and getting the song recorded. It took at least 22 weeks between the practice and the final shoot. Whew. The scenes could get very hot because of the sun and the heavy clothes that they wear. It's, it's California. Oh, yeah. Mis- misery. Yeah, I mean, you think about all those layers. Like, whew. Yeah. All right. So the next song is My Lovey Dovey Baby. And it is the second song in the film. And it's sung by Anne Margaret as Maida, a vaudeville performer. Jack, after teaching Les and David how to sell papers, has been spotted by Snyder. Snyder's the warden from the refuge that Jack had escaped. After the boys have escaped from Snyder, they run into a vaudeville theater owned by Maida. Maida lets them stay, and so we get to see her short little performance. The real newsboys would sometimes forgo dinner to see a vaudeville show. And years after the strike, Pulitzer would have special shows done at the vaudeville theaters on holidays for the newsboys. This song is not good. See, like, there's songs in this no. movie that yeah. are good and ones that are yeah. not as good. <laughs> this one's it's only I for mean, a few seconds. It's not even really a full song, nope. really. Nope. It's, yeah. You know what I just heard from that? Robin said, this song's not good. So to you and me... It's atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> it is forgettable. It yeah. is. Oh, no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. but, no. It, I mean, it made an impression on Little Less because later on mm-hmm. when he's back home and he's asleep, kind of, he's singing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It his parents are like, the fuck? <laughs> They're and like, yeah. where'd you take it? And yeah, <laughs> it's, it's almost like a quarter of a song, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. The next one is Santa Fe. On the way back, the boys come across the trolley workers and their strike. They see some of the workers that have begun to unionize, beating up those that have not joined and are trying to get back to work. To get Jack out of the riot, David invites him over for dinner. Jack sings Santa Fe after spending time with David and Les's parents and sister. Yeah, this is like the ballad. Hey. Mm-hmm. A sweet kind yep. of ballad song. It's it's really nice. Yeah. You know, Christian Bale obviously is uncomfortable singing. <laughs> yeah. But other than, I mean, you know, it is, it's, you kind of get understand the character. This is the quote, I want more song. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it actually makes sense now because before we were talking about it, I was like, why? Why is he going, Santa why Fe? Is he going to yeah. Santa Fe? Yes. That's, this is why, is. because he's obsessed with Santa Fe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jack dreams of something different, where he does not have to sell papers every day. And he doesn't want to be cramped anymore. Yeah. It's, supposedly Santa Fe is big, wide open, lots of space, lots yep. of air. There's gold out there, I tell yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They didn't know what was out there. They, yeah, they <laughs> were, yeah. Yep, it was filled with possibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first shot of the film foreshadows Jack's dream to head west. 
The scene showcases a statue of Horace Greeley, a newspaper editor and politician famous for the quote, go west, young man. Yeah, this imagery returns throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. We see this statue several times, but in in the beginning, the first the first shot, mm-hmm. we see a child sleeping, a newsie sleeping in the arms of the statue. Yeah. And he would that was his famous quote was, go mm-hmm. west, young man, which we've all heard that. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard it, go listen Where to- Where you been? <laughs> go listen to I Should Have Been a Cowboy by Toby oh, Keith. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their strike is kind of almost centered <clears throat> around this Horace Greeley statue. Yeah. The next song on the list is The World Will Know. Yeah. And the journal, too. too. <laughs> <laughs> After learning that Pulitzer and Hearst have hiked the price of the newspapers from five to six cents per ten papers, the Newsies decide to become their own union. Led by Jack, all the Newsies join in for this song as they begin to realize the power that they have together. They sing around the Horace Greeley statue. At the end, Jack writes, Strike, over top the headline board. Yeah, it shows it in the beginning of the movie. All of the kids would gather around the headline board mm-hmm. where they would write out what the headlines were for the day so the kids could read the headlines before they even had the papers in their hands because mm-hmm. they were still being printed. Mm-hmm. So that headline board, he writes, strike. Brian Denton of the New York Sun sees this happen and decides to follow the newsboy's story. The song showcases how Jack is the face of the Newsies, but David is the brains behind the union. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jack is saying everything, but Davey's like, hey, but hey this is, the hey, stuff. This is this. what you should say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like the vibe of this one. Yeah. Because it's all them like, hey, we can do this and yeah. we need to do this. We'll show them how, you know. You know. Rotten fruit exactly. at poifect aim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flawless Not New York accent. Yeah. Poifect. Yeah. <laughs> Next is Seize the Day. Call back to the ding, cassette. Ding, 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 ding. This is the song. Yeah, let's start it all. In order to have more effect on the newspaper giants, the boys visit the Newsies of Brooklyn. They try to enlist Spot, their young but tenacious leader. After he tells them they must prove that they will not run at first sight of trouble, they go back to the Horace Greeley statue for this song. Seize the Day is a joyful fight song that hypes up the Newsies before they get ready to fight the people crossing the picket line. David leads this song with the Newsy ensemble backing him up. This was a favorite song of the cast and went on to be one of the most famous songs from the film. Yeah. Definitely. This is, I mean, this is the song. This is mm-hmm. like... This is the most famous one. It's yeah. it's really catchy. Mm-hmm. It's only a couple minutes long. It's really fun song to sing. I mean, that's why it was on your little tape. That's right. Despite the obscurity of the movie and its soundtrack, Disney put this song on one of their Disney songs cassette tapes, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. This is how Robin discovered the song, which launched her into a Newsies obsession. Yep. Yay. This was the song. This was it. It gets a reprise after one of the Newsies gets captured and taken to a refuge. The Newsies return to fight more of the scabs that have crossed the picket line. (laughs) Yeah, so in the movie, there is a very, it's like a really sad scene. Because the movie overall isn't very dramatic. There's a Mm -hmm. few scenes that are pretty dramatic. Mm -hmm. But one of the saddest of all of them is when Crutchy gets 
taken because they beat him up too and like they you know they drag him off and you kind of hear him screaming and stuff and like so for it's pretty pretty rough Mm -hmm. (laughs) to watch they take him to the refuge and this is you know he's it's basically jail yeah it's like a juvenile detention center right but it's also 1899 so mm-hmm. imagine it's how much fun that is be not great so yeah. awful food if any practically yes yeah not bad good conditions, conditions bad yeah. yes exactly mm-hmm. so the next song is king of new york oh boy glum and dumb what's the matter with you you're in the papes you're famous you're famous you get anything you want <laughs> What's so great about New York? Yeah. After the newsies make the front page of the New York Sun, they celebrate by singing this rousing song about their brush with fame. This song features the newsies ensemble with Denton, played by Bill Pullman. King of New York was written really quickly and was put in at the last minute. And it's one of the best songs in the movie. Wow. Yeah. Kenny Ortega wanted a moment for the boys to be able to celebrate with Denton because they had developed such a great relationship with him. It also makes his decision to tell the kids that he has to stop covering the strike much more powerful. The whole song is them just singing about all the things that they want to do mm-hmm. now that they're famous. Yeah. You know, they're the kings of New York. Mm-hmm. So, like, this song happens and then there's quite a few scenes. But then eventually Denton's like, hey, I can't cover the strike anymore. They're reassigning me, blah, blah, blah. And we have a lot more of a connection to Denton now yeah. because, you know, the boys and we're yeah. friends with him. This song showcases racetrack, the newsy obsessed with gambling on horses. Mm -hmm. Max Casella, who played the character, really took to tap dancing, so they made this a tap number. And you will still see this song performed Mm -hmm. at tap recitals all across America. Yes. Mm -hmm. Casella was starring alongside Neil Patrick Harris and Doogie Howser, MD, while filming Newsies, and has since appeared in The Sopranos and in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Very nice. I was... (laughs) obsessed with racetrack he was my favorite i loved him so much (laughs) he's a cutie the one that couldn't pay for his own papes but could uh spare spare money for everybody else's yeah Yeah. i yeah he was like my spirit animal i just wanted to be racetrack from new season (laughs) i gotta say racetrack is one of the coolest nicknames yes ever the next song is high times hard times In this scene, the movie recreates the historical moment when the real-life Newsies gathered at New Irving Hall for their meeting. It was a rally for all the Newsies to gather, celebrate, and have speeches to further the cause. Meta performs this song with the Newsies singing in the background as they watch. This is one of the most disliked songs in the film, and it even earned a Razzie for Worst Song. Really? Yes. I don't even think it's the worst one in the movie. I don't think so either. But whatever. I mean, it's fine. It's a fine song. I mean, it just sounded like she was saying what their life is like. It's It's, just They have a hard time. You know, they don't know when they're going to eat next. They don't know. You know, like, I was just like, it makes sense. It's kind of like, it's written like a bar song. Yeah. It's kind of, that's just what it's meant to be. It's like, I think we're kind of just meant to think this is like, a song that people just kind of sing, like an yeah. established song in the universe. I mean, because that they sing. All the kids were singing along. Yes. They all knew the words. Yeah, it wasn't like carrying the banner. Yeah, where it was. This is this is like a diegetic song. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, you know, it is established that we're watching her sing. This yes. is not like metaphorically breaking into song. Yeah. So this song is a little different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. 
The next song is Once and for All. <laughs> in this scene, the Newsies, along with Denton and Sarah, Jack's love interest. Which we haven't you know. mentioned. Yeah, we haven't she doesn't really. really have a big scene, no. a big part in this yeah. movie. She's also David and Les's sister. Yeah. You didn't get that. <laughs> She's you know? in like three scenes. Yeah. Oh yeah, it makes you makes you think like, dang, it would have been cool if it was just another newsy exactly. girl who was like, yeah. yes, oh man, makes you think. Anyway, the all of them borrow a printing press and make their own paper. They distribute it to all the working class kids in New York, not just the newsies. This is a call to action for people to attend another rally after the last one had been raided. Yeah. So when we were talking about high times, hard times, mm-hmm. in that scene in the movie, they have this massive rally and it gets raided by the police. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone just kind of looks the other way. The kids mm-hmm. get captured mm-hmm. and most of the kids get bail posted. But Jack Kelly, they're holding on to him. Yeah, and this is they know he's the leader. Yeah. And this is when... You know, Pulitzer tries to convince him to stop all this nonsense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is the only song in the film that doesn't have a musical number. Instead of seeing the characters singing it, we hear the characters sing over top a montage of them printing and distributing their own paper. Yeah, we don't see anyone singing this Mm -hmm. song. Interesting. It's weird because in the whole movie, we've seen them sing this whole time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And And then then we just don't. All of a sudden, yeah. Is it, would it be like... What is it, diegetic song? Or is it the other um, one? No, this one's oh, non-diegetic. This one's not, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Because, right, yeah, they're not hearing it in the movie. Yes. So, yeah. Interesting. I wonder why they decided to do that just for Time, one. Time, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they couldn't choreograph another dance scene. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, that could be. All right, the last song we have on here is Carrying the Banner, which is... A reprise. Yes. It's, so it's carrying the banner again. Again. But uh, I believe they don't sing in this one. It's just the music, right? They sing at the end. They sing at the very end? Okay. Yes. I was about to say, if, yeah. Yeah, it's no, they very do sing. little. This is kind of like the curtain call of the movie. Yes. Mm. So as the characters leave the screen, mm-hmm. they're singing. Yeah. So it's a very nice. wrap up, nice circular. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> After the Newsies declare their victory and Jack Kelly takes a ride with Teddy Roosevelt for some reason, because he was mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. the Newsboys get back to work just as before. Since they're carrying the banner once again, they sing a reprise of the opening song. Yeah, they have this massive rally. Yeah. All of these people come and support the Newsies. Mm -hmm. And then Jack goes and talks to Pulitzer one last time. And yep. convinces him. And then <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt shows up and Jack rides with him in a carriage for a minute. Yep. And then he comes back <laughs> and he's like, I'm not going to Santa Fe. I'm staying here. Yep. Because I can't yep. afford a train. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if you are wondering about Teddy Roosevelt, the reason that he is in this movie is mm-hmm. because earlier on, Jack Kelly would like tell tall tales. Mm-hmm. And one of them was that when he was at the refuge slash in the juvenile center, he said that Teddy Roosevelt himself came in and freed him from the refuge, mm-hmm. gave him a ride out in his carriage. And that was like a lie that he was telling the other newsies. And then at the end of the movie, Teddy Roosevelt, we're going to guess, came down because of all the things, because of the national yeah, news that they right? were making I mean, and to like see what was going on. And this yeah. is why he's here. Teddy Roosevelt's cheaper than a train. So. Yes, he is. <laughs> 
At the end of Carrying the Banner, in the beginning of the movie, the cast sings, Go Get em, Cowboy. At the end of the song in the finale, the cast says, You showed em, Cowboy. Yes. Oh, cute. Yeah. But it is a nice little nod to the beginning, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, Yes. Great yeah. job you did it. It's a wrap-up because basically it shows they won the strike, Mm-hmm. Now it's back to carrying the banner again. It's back to the yep. life that they had at the beginning of the movie. Yep. Like everything just kind of goes back to normal. So mm-hmm. they're just singing the same song again. Oh, so that's all the songs. That's it. Whew. Got through them. <sighs> and now we're going to talk a little bit about how the movie was received by Super everyone well. else. Super yeah, well. Everyone I mean, loved it. Everybody yep, loved and- it. So if you haven't seen it, why not? <laughs> and thanks for listening. Okay. Yeah, yes, it was right. perfect. <laughs> Newsies was released on April 10th, 1992, with a budget of $15 million, like we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. The film did not recoup that budget, making less than a fifth of that at the box office. Ouch. Yikes. Yes. Ouch. It is also one of the least financially successful live-action movies made by Walt Disney Studios. This is because following a lackluster opening weekend, the movie was pulled from several theaters. Why? That sucks. I. It's so interesting to me where they're like, oh, it's not doing well. Yank it. Yeah. And it's like, well, at least give it a chance to get uh, yes, a little bit more money. Seriously. Yeah, can you, it's like they didn't believe in word of mouth at all. Yeah. Yeah. Reviewers are not very kind either with an average score of 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics note underwhelming musical interludes, despite Christian Bale making for a spirited hero. Some critics have even called it one of the most boring movies they've ever seen. People hate this movie. And you know what? I don't care. Like, whatever. It's fine. You don't have to like the movie. The film was nominated at the 14th Youth in Film Awards for Outstanding Young Ensemble Cast in a Motion Picture. And additionally, it was nominated for several Razzie Awards, but luckily only won one of them. <laughs> there must have been some pretty bad movies that came out that yeah, year yeah. <laughs> yeah. that won the other awards. Mm-hmm. It's not all bad news, however. Since then, with video, DVD, and Blu-ray releases, Newsies has amassed a sizable fan base. It's considered a cult classic today and is beloved by many of the people who grew up watching it. So here's the thing. When I was 10, when I was 11, 12 years Mm -hmm. old, no one my age knew what it was. Not a single person. Mm -hmm. I would go to school and talk about it. No one knew what I was talking about. Yeah. And the movie at the time was only about 12 years old, Mm -hmm. which is not that much time. No. You know, we think about movies that came out 12 years ago. We remember those, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah, and so it's not that much time. And so this movie was pretty obscure. As an adult, I meet people who love Newsies all the time. Wow. So it's really interesting to Mm. me how this happened, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah, it's like it just kind of became, it just built a following. Mm -hmm. I was at work the other day recently. Yeah. And um, we were talking about Newsies because a local high school was putting it on. Mm -hmm. And this woman, who I don't know, was at the counter and she was like, oh my God, I love Newsies. Mm. I love that movie. Oh Aww. my God. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you do? <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, like me and my friends love that movie. Aww. It's like, wh- what? Who are you? Where did you come from? Do you want to be friends? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like she had a little boy 
with oh. her. Uh. And he said, Mom, what's a newsie? Uh. And she said, oh, honey, you're going to find out when we get home. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> As an adult, I found way more newsy lovers. And I just think that yeah. the story has just gradually become more popular. In 2011, the film was adapted into a stage musical. Alan Menken and Jack Feldman wrote a few new songs, and Harvey Firestein updated the story. Some characters were removed or replaced, and some of the less popular songs were dropped as well. The musical was so successful that it made it to Broadway. As a Broadway production, it was much better received than the film and went on to win eight Tony Awards, including Best Musical. Oh my gosh. Hmm. Interesting. It's almost yeah. like it's a great yep. gosh dang story. It's almost like it's a good musical that had a <laughs> lot of potential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if anyone just believed in it enough. Mm-hmm. It's not like I think it's a perfect movie. No. Okay. But. <laughs> I don't. But obviously there's there was so much yeah. there. You know, there's so, so much, much potential and just there's so much like it just makes you feel good. Like it's yeah. the kind of movie that, you know, people who felt like they're just powerless or that, you know, they're mm-hmm. not being seen. You just feel seen when you watch yeah. this movie. This part I really like. <laughs> Alan Minken now has a Razzie and a Tony for the same musical. Yes. Amazing. That's great. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> I hope he displays them right, right next, next to each, each other. other. Yes. <laughs> And following its success, a live filming of the musical was made in 2017, and both that and the movie are available on Disney Plus. All right. Right now. So you should Heck definitely yeah. go watch them both. Yes, yeah, go check them out. Yeah. So do we have any lasting thoughts on Newsies before we wrap this up? I think this is, when it comes to musicals, the definition of a hidden gem. Because yeah. it's one that just is tossed to the side some people mainly critics are just like it's awful (laughs) you know it's treated kind of unfairly in the scope at least at the time but it's one of those things that when you actually give it a shot when you Mm -hmm. give it that second chance it really comes through because it has just brilliant choreography really good and memorable songs not forgettable songs and very memorable (laughs) songs and it, and like you said, it, it makes you feel good. It's a it's a great story, a really cool real life story to learn about, and it, it, it's definitely worth the watch. Mm-hmm. And I actually do want to go watch the the musical version as well because I have not seen yeah. or the stage version as well because I haven't seen that. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a reason why it got a cult following. Yeah. eventually, yep. you know. Yep. Because it is, it's a special movie. It's fun. The dancing is really, really good. The songs are good. You know, the story, you could say whatever you want about it. Sure, it's cheesy, whatever. It's a little ridiculous. But there's something about the fact that it's a true story, that it Mm -hmm. really happened. And it's just a story that makes you feel really good, makes you feel empowered because Mm -hmm. it's about kids and they rise up and they defeat newspaper tycoons mm-hmm. who honestly ruled the city these mm-hmm. guys were yeah. in charge of everything yeah you know they controlled information think about that they were very powerful people mm-hmm. yeah that's huge even still now yeah like, controlling information is yes b- b- huge yeah they mm-hmm. controlled the narrative and yet yeah. they still lost 
And so it shows you just how important it is to support each other and what a big difference you can make. And this is a kind of movie that resonates with people who just feel like they don't have a voice. Yeah. And that's why it became a cult classic and why people loved it so much. And partly why I loved it so much. Mm -hmm. I think I also was just really enamored with (laughs) the kids and the characters and just... You know, and they're, they're dynamic. I mean, yeah. they really became like a family yeah. by the end of shooting. They right. Said. The kids worked so well together mm-hmm. and it just it kind of romanticized this time period. Yeah. You know, where the kids are out on the street all the time. Mm-hmm. Obviously not a good thing. Yeah. But yeah, it just there were things about it that made it look really appealing to mm-hmm. a child. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I love the time period. I love history mm-hmm. and learning about that history and seeing that it was a true story was just so cool. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely go watch it. Yes. Please. I don't think there's much more that I can say. Okay. I mean, I think. All right. That's it's, pretty well it's, said. It's great. And I. Want to thank you, Robin, for yes. forcing it Once down again. my face. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It wasn't forced. It you, is, yeah. It was just one of those that you were so enthusiastic about, and I appreciate that because yeah. it made me watch it. Because I don't and think I probably, I probably more. wouldn't yeah. have otherwise. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. It's just one of those things that I just really, really love, and I yeah. can't even describe it. Sometimes like, yeah. I can't even explain why. Like I just yeah. do. Like mm-hmm. I just, it's just. It's nice to have those things. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Despite its critical and commercial failure, Newsies has managed to make a lasting impact. It's a David and Goliath story about standing up for yourself and each other and demonstrates the power of the people. Sure, it's cheesy, but Newsies is a balm for anyone that loves a genuine movie musical. The dancing is on point. Many of the songs are fun to sing along to. And overall, it's just a fun film. To some, Newsies is boring Disney schlock with underwhelming performances. But to some of us, me, it's a classic that played a key role in our lives. And because of that, we don't find Newsies to be a failure at all. That is a case closed. Hey, wow. we did it. Yeah, we did. We did it. Sounded like a single clap. It Dang sure it. did. Really that was did. good. That was, <laughs> Look wow. at that. Whew. This is what you work together, guys. Yes, yeah, yes exactly. We are teamwork. a union just by <laughs> saying so. <laughs> Podcast oh. union. <laughs> Jeez, oh man, what what can we? What are our demands? Oh, oh man, <laughs> more listeners. More listeners. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We hope thank you enjoyed you. this episode. Yes. Thank you so much to our patrons: John, JD, Anthony, Shelley, Bob, Jaron, and Jacob. Yes. We love you guys. Thank yeah. you so much. And if you've made it this far, anyone, jeez, mm-hmm. oh man, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we really appreciate it. So thank you so much, and uh, visit us at blackcastdiaries.com. That's yeah. right. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.